It wasn't supposed to happen like this. We had been prepared, ready. We had done everything right. It was supposed to be a happy day, not one filled with fear and worry. It was supposed to take place in a bright, sterile room, in a medically stellar facility. Not a dark, vile, and dilapidated tool shed in some stranger's backyard. I envisioned my wife, lying in a clean bed, monitors strapped to her tight and large abdomen, the watery, swishy sound of a fetal heartbeat ringing loud in the room. Instead, I watched her fight a birthing position, holding on to her stomach while screaming to me, Make it stop, Galvin! Make it stop! The happy, blessed event was to be witnessed not by nurses and doctors, but by mine and Leah's family who impatiently waited in a room not far away for the arrival of their first grandchild. We were supposed to be surrounded by those we trusted and loved. Instead, we were surrounded by the dead. While they had many names, the infected, the formers, virally exposed, or VEs, as officials named them, most of the time, I called them what they were. Dead. I felt utterly helpless. We sought shelter in the large tool shed because it was our only viable option. It was dank and smelled of rotten flesh. After I secured the door and pulled out the flashlight, I realized the smell came from the bodies stored inside the shed. They were placed there for a reason, perhaps a proper burial later. All of them had fatal head wounds, which told me they were sick at one point and had to be put down. They weren't in any particular order, more like scattered about. When we first took refuge in the shed, we were at a safe distance from the throes of dead that took over the area. Our light along with Leah's cries of pain attracted them faster, and they were relentless about trying to get in. They caught the scent of life. It was their meal, and they wanted it badly. I wanted to tell her to stop yelling, to be quiet, and maybe they would go away. I couldn't bring myself to be so heartless to her pain. I just had to focus on doing what I could, which at the moment was moving the bodies and trying to create a clean area for the arrival of our child. Calvin, this can't happen. We can't let this happen here, she cried. We don't have a choice, I said. It is happening. There was no doubt about it. Her water had broken two hours earlier. We tried to keep going as long as we could. We moved slowly and steadily, leaving what would be considered a proverbial breadcrumb trail of amniotic fluid. Boards were missing from the side of the shed. Not many, but enough for the dead to reach through, trying to get us. It wouldn't be long before they ripped the place apart. Leah wasn't well, I could see that. She hadn't eaten in two days and she barely took any water. I hadn't determined whether the birth of the child was a blessing or a curse. Whatever we viewed the birth, the truth remained. Leah wouldn't be around much longer. She had been bitten. The infection itself wasn't an overnight event. It was circulating around in her veins for a while. When it finally broke all boundaries and turned to the corner from being contained to out of control, the final part happened quickly. It seemed overnight. Up until then, authorities constantly fed us information, which kept us knowledgeable. We were relieved to learn the human being safest from the virus was the third trimester child still in the womb. They had already developed enough, 
And even if the mother were to become infected, as long as the child was born before the mother died, the baby would be safe. They found that many newly born babies carried immunities. There were so many reports of infants being born healthy and alive from an infected mother. So there was a future generation who could survive the outbreak, if there was anyone left to care for the children. The noise around us grew louder, arms and hands extended in. Stay away from the walls, I told her. They're going to get in. Not if we're careful and quiet. I finished clearing a space in the center of the shed. Sit down. Kill us. She pulled out the long kitchen knife from the backpack. One of several grab what could be a weapon in a rush to leave our home. Please kill us both right now.